You're listening to Lee TV, the only podcast for today's best shows and movies. I'm Zach. And I'm Cash. And tonight we have Outsiders. This is episode seven, seven. of the second season. And this one is uh, Home for Supper. Home for Supper. What's for supper tonight? I had meatloaf. I don't know about you. Meatloaf? Yeah. I had pork tenderloin with a little bit of creamy mashed potatoes. My God. Crescent roll. Where was the invite? Strawberries. Jello with some whipped cream. Oh, no, I'm not. Can you, you hear you that? Lost, you lost me on the jello. Can you hear the obesity meter going to red, <laughs> red right now? Yes, I, I've seen jello before. I, I've seen your jello to whipped cream ratio. All right. It's not pretty. Whatever. Whatever. But uh, shout out to Bill Johnson, our director for this episode. Yeah. He yeah. he picked a great one because this was one of their best episodes. Oh, well, according to IMDb, this is the top episode of, of the, the season. season so far. Yes. Well, we have like an 8.9 on this. 8.9. Uh, if you were going to give your point scale, what would you put on this one? 8.9. I think that's a pretty uh, solid pretty solid number. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, Conveniently, like- I may be the person, you know, running IMDb. But- I mean, you I mean, you are the poster child of convenient right Thank now. Thank you. Well, what are you, you going to throw down? Well, I can't say 8.9 now, <laughs> you know. Um, I, I'm actually going to go with um, – I'm going to go with an 8.8. Oh, <laughs> you know, you're a low ball. we go just a, heck, a hair under. I have a couple gripes, very minor. Um, I mean, but overall, the episode was amazing. This was some of the best acting we've ever seen on the show. Yes. And the chemistry that all these actors have been building up to this point was phenomenal. And we really yeah, see it shine I mean, through. I mean, realistically, I only had like a two or three things. I was just kind of like, eh, you know, or let me take this back. They weren't mistakes. Just I wish they had done them just a little bit yeah. differently. That would have made this much more impactful, um, or would have changed the outcome just a hair. You know, that kind of thing. That's where I'm. That's where I'm at on that. Um, but I mean, I think we should go ahead and dive into the. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. The you know the show. If you can stay awake after that meal that you had, <laughs> that feast. Blow. No, I'm going to tell you what it was good is that we just got through interviewing Eddie Beveridge. We did. And, um, no, I'm pumping right now. This, the guy the guy was amazing. I mean, just yet again, another true, genuine person that we get to sit down and yeah. talk to. It feels like he's we've known him for years and years and years. And he even gives us a little bit of tasty tidbits of this episode. Oh, yeah. I kind of kind of throw, some, uh, throw uh-huh. some dirt out there. It didn't want to expect it. Guys, I, let me tell you something. If y'all have not listen to some of our interviews or if you just listen to our recaps like that you've got to get in these interviews and if you haven't gone to itunes stitcher something like that and subscribe to us so you're getting them the second they come out shame on you okay what are you, you doing to, i mean really what are you you're exactly what are you doing anyway think about this this guy is amazing he and you're not going to believe his acting experience when it comes to what he brings to the table for the show natural once you once you hear his story and where he is and what he is it's going to blow you away so listen in great interview with eddie uh can't wait to talk to him again can't wait to meet this guy yeah you know but anyway let's get into the show uh kind of starts off with the first thing is is stash kind of realizes that he finds out that uh, Ryan Hurst, you know, little Foster is being transferred due to his violent act that happened at the prison. Um, and you kind of see this emotional weight and baggage kind of really come hard, you know, as we used to say back in the day when we were, when we were running around the track like that, the bear jumps on you, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, it kind of leads to you can see those wheels spinning and, you know, everything's kind of changed and we're, we're looking, we're, we're looking at the map of where things are and you can see the, the wheel, you know, like I said, the wheels are turning, the thoughts are coming to your mind. And of course, everybody's seen the previews. And so, you know, that 
obviously this is telling you yeah. that he's going to be a part of the heist or not now, the heist, but the breakout. We, we had, we talked about this a few episodes back, you know, one of us, I'm not going to name names, thought there was no way Stash was going to help the, uh, our mountain people up top. Leave it to you that your first commentary is to bash your co-host. Okay? Absolutely. Okay, I remember that. And then the other one. You wonder why you don't get invited to dinner. <laughs> yeah, so. And the other one, I uh, thought that there was a real possibility that the Stash was going to be able to go up to the mountain and get Little Foster out. And lo and behold, like you said, we start the episode with him looking at this map, trying to figure out the best spot for them to come and set up this ambush. Yeah, and also to try to find a way onto the mountain. You know, yes. so he did the whole driving up there, and he gets meet security guards and so on. There's no easy way up this mountain. All right, let's go ahead and be honest with ourselves. This is one of those little bitty examples where this was not typical of Stash, in my mind, from his past character. Like, in my mind, he would have been like, F you, and dri- kept driving. You know, well, and, you got to remember, he's not that past character anymore. You know, he's not really drinking. He's not on the pills anymore. That's why I say, like, it kind of stunned me that when he first met this character, this guy, this security guard, and, you know, the only thing that made this scene good was the guy's like, I got to have this job. Mm-hmm. And so you see that heartthrob, that, you know, that little that little bit of twinge in stash of, okay, well, I'm not going to do something like I normally do here and cost this man his job. I've already cost so many people other problems and everything else. And they've kind of shown that over and over again. It's just like when he had that guy drive by in that old beat-up Dakota mm-hmm. saying, your sister's a piece of crap. I have been out of work for two years. I mean, I can see him doing it, but this guy's like, how do you deny the sheriff of anything that he wants? Yeah, exactly. I mean, he's like, you know, I'm the sheriff. I'm ground. I'm like, well, you know, I can't let you. And so, you know, that was kind of different. Um, and then it, as it did last week, the show cuts to so many different angles of storylines so quickly. Mm-hmm. Um you know, so it's one of those situations, but the, it shows this really cool scene with his sister at the diner. And and that's I, the same person that paid for Stash's coffee, right? No. Okay. It's not, not the, the same, same person. person. This guy has got an oxygen tank, a thing on his nose. You know, he well, that, took my lung, you know. That's a different time, isn't it? Or am I thinking of something else? No, this is the same okay. time. And, you know, he starts giving her a hard time. Oh, you're that, you're that, you know, wench that's doing all these problems. And I've given my life to Cole and gave my lung and mm-hmm. da, da, da. And this guy looks like he's missing a lung. I don't know, you know, he didn't look like he was acting. No. He, he looked like the real deal, you know. And <laughs> he looked I, like he'd been I, in I cool. My wife and I were like, do we need to donate to a fund <laughs> for, you know, lungless victims and da, 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 da. From, I was just like, it also made me think a little bit of that terrible satire, you know, like Zoolander where he's like, Pops, I got the black lung, you know. And I was just like, I hate to say that's the first thing that came to my mind. Oh, how when dare he, you when he's over there going, I gave my lung the coal. And, oh, no. It got me the black lung. there one day. <laughs> Not even one day. He's in there like 30 minutes. Yeah, so... I hate to say that's one of the first things that oh, comes to my mind. God. But, you know, yeah, I know. We're losing visitors. But, um, anyway, uh, then it kind of cuts away to Little Foster, and they let him know that he's going to, and I love this name, Green Valley Detention Center. <laughs> and probably one of my favorite lines of the entire episode, he goes, I'm, I'm willing to doubt it looks nothing like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And I was like... 
this is good writing. This, I was literally just chuckling away for several minutes. I mean, Lil Foster killed it this episode. He did. You know, and you know, the funny thing is he didn't have to do much talking. No. Everything was facial, emotional expression. I mean, even his grin when he's getting the transport and when he's talking to the doctor who's supposed to get him sedatives and all these things, all that was just really well done to show emotion, you know, releasing the hand. Um, just very subtle things like yes, he's doing with his body delivered so so well like when he sees something like you see the his eyes light up or you see like the smile slowly crawl up his face and everything I, like I said this was some of the best acting that we've seen in the show yes 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 I totally 100% agree really enjoyed all those little parts with him leading up to the transport deal um, we also get Gregory again uh, this is the mystery guy who mm-hmm. is helping with the you know the, the political ma- protests. Yeah, he's the mayor's, I guess, right hand man or blackmail on the mayor. He's well, he, well, no, this is the guy who's been the, the shower sleeping scene. Gotcha. I, I get those names mixed up sometimes too. Um, this is Mister Bearded. Have fun in the shower. You know, wearing the I'm mask. Stinky. Throwing, yeah, I'm stinky. Hit line at work. Um, well, I don't uh, think it was the stinky hit line. I think it was the. <laughs> No clothes, eight pack V. Yeah, evidently I've got a sausage here. I'm tickling my knee without using my hand. You know, whatever it is she saw. Um, but the bottom line is, is that uh, you know he's got his own little video presentation. You know, and I thought that was was curious is is that you know he showed something that was a failure. How many times would you suspect a show or movie to show something that was a success to motivate people? Instead, they showed them true real life about how most protests don't really amount to much, don't really get a whole lot of change. Big corporation, big things still overpower, mm-hmm. still win. And I was happy they kept factual with that. They showed that, yes, you're fighting the good fight, but a lot of times it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter or it doesn't achieve the goal you hope for. That's the whole deal. I mean, like right now in our in the United States, you know, I know so a while back there was that big deal about the, the the pipeline, and you know the natives and you know going through tribe land and mm-hmm. there was a big outcry and all that stuff, and that was big media for a long time. But guess and as far as I know, it's still happening, and a lot of that support has died out. The weather has become a huge factor, and all that, and it's not it's not part of your normal media. Really yeah, it's it not anymore. news, mm-hmm. and when it's not news, we forget you, it. Yeah. You, you people move on. Your headline you know? for about three days or something. Then after that, if you haven't made your cause, it's really hard to keep it going. And right. here she is, you know, three weeks in. Or I mean, I don't know how long it is TV show wise, but you know, still fighting this fight and gaining momentum. Exactly, and. It just, um, I was happy they showed that, hey, you need to understand what you're doing and what the risks are and what's likely to happen, but it's worth the fight, you know? And so it was good to have that true part of that character. I do applaud that they Mm -hmm. decided to go that route. Um, And then they were going to head and dive into the whole Sassel and (laughs) another situation where I was cackling, the food delivery. Yes. Um, how many times have you gone to McDonald's and opened up your burger and it looked like that pathetic thing he called a sandwich out of the wrapper? More times than I would like to uh, admit. There's a reason I don't go to McDonald's yeah. anymore. And why he, what he pulled out of that wrapper is why. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, two yeah, pieces of bread with something mystery in between <laughs> it. I just love his, I feel like they're taking more money from me than they should. And I was like, I feel that way too, man. Yeah. 
trust me, you got robbed by what you bought. It didn't matter what money you gave them. Uh, and it, like, I love like when you just get like those little two uh, things of ketchup. Yeah, like, it's gonna be enough for everything that I have. Yeah, really. Who, who are you kidding here? Give me the handful. I mean, really, quit being stingy. Yeah. Um, no, my favorite part of this whole deal: him sniffing it and then putting <laughs> it back in the wrapper and wrapping it back up. Yeah. Come on. You and I both know we were looking at it as pathetic, but it would have got eaten. Yeah, oh. <laughs> one bite. Like, it, I mean, no worries. It would have been murdered. <laughs> yes, it, it would have been a tragedy on screen to watch what happened to that burger uh, if I was hungry. So, but I mean, I love the chemistry that these two have developed. I mean, you're seeing it all over social media. Like these two are going back and forth on uh, Twitter and everything, involving fans inviting us to get in on there with them, and you're seeing it show up on screen. Like when, oh, I know it. Even even old Kyle Kyle Gowner, he's even been kind of hitting us back and forth on Twitter on different things and talking about stuff, uh, which we're huge fans of Kyle, and we hope to be able to get him on the show yeah. one day real soon. Um, he, I, I, I tweeted earlier tonight. I was telling him, I was like, you know what, you, you're the threefer. You know, you're you're the ladies' man, future husband, future dad. You're also a street fighter as well as a transport slayer. You know, <laughs> and uh, you know he hit us back with, you know, I'm just a go-to badass. You know, and I was like, amen. Um, I mean, he said the street fighter, you know, and he tells her about the fighting and stuff. She's like, well, you know, it kind of turns, turns me, me on. on. You know, like, what. What does that mean? She's like in the I south. Like in the south, we use this line of uh, "That starts my tractor, baby." <laughs> oh, hey, there goes the three people still listening to us. Yes. Oh god. <laughs> hey, you know what you got to use? What you got to use? No. You know? and, uh, I mean, don't get me wrong. Remember, we used to have a buddy of ours who goes to the mall and find a woman who's pregnant or a woman who has a small child, and would walk up and go, "Hey, you want another?" And that was his pickup line. <laughs> this, you're talking about a guy who got beat up a lot, you know. So, I mean, starting my tractor is not near as bad. No. Come on. I mean, so, when you're comparing a yeah, terrible pickup line with the yes. worst one. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, Sally Ann says it kind of turns me on mm. a little bit. But you know, there has been a little bit of backlash uh, about Sally Ann's character based on the last four or five episodes. Now people are saying her, carry, her character is only valuable on TV when she's with Hassel. You know, it's a uh, if you don't have mm. she's solo or she's not interacting with another character or something like that, it's not bringing it for some people anymore. Which I don't really see that right now because right now Sassel is what her character is, yes. and without him or about his reflection or or inflection of what his situation is upon her and theirs together, um, it 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 makes you have that feeling that there's lacking. Well, I mean, right now she's just kind of tied to him. But as soon as she's able to continue to grow on the show, whether it's getting up on the mountain or being separated from him because he gets injured in a fight or something, I fully believe that she's going to be able to carry this character wherever she needs to go. Right. I mean, she, we've seen her be so tough, leave her brother, take his car and everything. She's a survivor. Like, I have no problem with her being tied down to hassle for a little bit. Yes, uh, I got you. Uh, I mean, I, it's not bothering me, no. but I was kind of surprised that we saw some social media buzz because we sent out uh, on social media, especially in the fan groups, you know, um, we put out there, you know, rate the episode and kind of give us our thoughts why and stuff. And I was really surprised that we had, um, you know, majority of the people are like, it's a 9, 10, it's amazing, great writing, all that stuff, which we 100% agree. But there were a small percentage of people who were giving it a little bit lower numbers saying that the – the Sally Ann and the, the hassle interaction is becoming repetitive. 
and that we're not getting a whole lot different. And it's like it hasn't had enough to say it's repetitive, in my no. opinion. I mean, we're two seasons in. I don't right. see how. Right. Well, not only that, but we're only we're only two episodes in of the whole. We're trying to survive in a new place, you know. Now, I mean, maybe they're talking about like her just complaining about him not understanding what money or the pain and stuff. With. You know, they didn't clarify, but you know, I just I, I don't could think see we're that. at that point yet. Yeah, I still think everything's still kind of doing, and all that stuff is good humor and good writing when you do that stuff. Yeah, I mean, I, I thought it's his honest complaint. I mean, then he just goes, "What? Well, how much does air cost down here?" And it's yeah, just like, I'm exactly. The only complaint I have about Hassel in this situation is, is that he didn't wear his kilt enough. It was recording to so many women. You yes, know? that's that's the only thing. Like, he was wearing jeans for over half the episode. Um, but he always wears pants. the kilt whenever he's fighting. Yeah, which he's, is a, odd. he's a he's a kilted fighter. There's no doubt about that. Um. So I, I thought that was good. Um, so the very next scene leads into him having, uh, you know, another fight. Now this fight is very interesting for multiple reasons. This is the fight where they had the promo pictures from, mm-hmm. where he's fighting the older guy with a ponytail, um, and so on. You get a little more action, more choreographed, um, you know, scene. I thought that was really well done. I love they still doing his flying punches. Yes. I, I don't know how believable that is in a real fight or anything, but it looks fantastic. It doesn't look like it's Hollywooded up. No. That's the one thing about it. His fights look authentic. The crowd looks authentic. That's another thing is that you don't have all the stereotypical beefed up, tattooed up guys. you got average I, I hate Joes to compare it to, around. but I mean, it reminds me of a Never Back Down. Like yeah. if you know that last fight scene where everyone's just circled up and it's just a real street fight. It is, and I, I thought that was really good. Like I said, they're doing a really, really good job with all that parts, and so it's like the just, realism that we're getting is exactly. just off the wall. Exactly. Um, the part that threw me was um, Stash coming in the mix and talking to the promoter, and he's like, "I don't give a crap where y'all beat up on each other. Just don't you know, do it in a residential. Don't do it in a residential area." And the guy's like, "Whatever." Da 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 da, and. I was kind of surprised that this is something that he's aware of, allows to happen, and is completely kosher with. I don't really see it. I mean, it keeps all the riffraff out of – I mean, I don't want to say riffraff like they're bad, but, I mean, it keeps this illegal activity uh, away from the city. I kind of contributed to the last season of The Wire or the next to last season where it's like the drug thing. I'm going to allow you to do it in this area. I, I don't want to have to worry about it. I can't prevent it. it, but at least I can do it yes. out of sight, out of mind. I, I can and I mean, I can see him wanting to do that. So because I'm assuming he made this deal when he was popping a lot more pills, not really wanting to work and stuff. And, you know, or maybe even the sheriff beforehand made this deal and he just kind of limboed it in. It's very possible. And it's very, very possible. And of course, he goes in there looking around and of course, Hassel sees him and bolts. Grabs his bag, and this was one of the most realistic running away scenes, especially when he went to the fence. He threw the bag beforehand Yes, over the fence. Cannot praise that enough. Yes, that is yes. more realistic. And then was and Stash was not keeping up with him. He just knew no. the landing. My man Stash looks <laughs> like he is a... A pack a day smoker running. I oh mean, my the guy, god! I and mean, like he's running in the booze, like the full. The between, police uniforms are heavy. Between that running and then seeing his ass going up that mountain later <laughs> and looking he like he exercise. needs a ventilator. <laughs> oh my god! Needs to talk to the guy with one lung. Yeah, I swear, you know. <laughs> got the black lung pops. 
But um, and then like Hassel is long guy. I mean, he's like twelve steps past his. Oh spaces. yeah, he, he toasts him. I, I'm gonna clock him at a, at a steady four seven. Oh, easily. You know, and I'm gonna say Stash is ringing in at a five six at best for at maybe first best. fifteen feet. Yeah, I mean, he, <laughs> after he might, that we're lumbering into the seven. He, he might be like a, a biscuit did not finish. You know, a little DNF. <laughs> <laughs> I still got a few more steps. D N F. Oh my god. Oh man. Oh okay. Wow. Wow. Poor stash. Oh god. But I mean, and he did the most practical thing and just started screaming his name. Yeah, you know. Got Foster Farrell the Eighth. He's Foster like, what? Foster Farrell the Eighth. That's right. Uh, and it was, uh, it was good. He just stopped him and. Oh, and he said it perfectly because there's no way that you just are going to throw out that name. So it was the perfect name for well, Think Hassel about it. What would you say to get him to stop running? I mean, yeah, it was that. off the cuff right there. That's it. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, this was good. And it leads to them going, going, up, going, the going up the mountain together. And I didn't this, like that we just kind of cut to them already halfway up the mountain. It didn't bother me so much. I was kind of happy that we had the dialogue of, you better stay here. Yeah. And I love that if the sun gets to that point, you better get your ass out of here. I thought that was great. I thought it was awesome that he was completely out of breath <laughs> and showing it. Like he was physically Sweating. struggling. Like, I mean, the shirt so was struggling. Hassel's like, I'll be right back. You know? <laughs> I mean, the only reason I didn't like it was just because, you know, he got denied going up the mountain. And, like, I would have wanted to kind of know how Hassel found a way. Because, I mean that that was the only reason why I, I was a big fan. But of I it. I liked that the other guys yeah. found him. You know, oh, I, yeah. I thought that was kind of cool. You know, um. But the question I have here, and I have the question for listeners, because I have not the effing clue. The wolf walks up and walks away, and it was the black wolf, and it was the black wolf. What in the Sam Hill are they trying to throw at us here? I, have I no am idea. missing it. Is this a separate wolf from the pack? Is this the same black wolf that we know? Like, is this Asa? Like, I mean, I, I don't know. Here is my one theory. Okay. And, man, I'm talking it is on out there. Are All you right. ready for this? Right, here's a piece of string. See if you yeah, can stretch I'm, it a little I'm, bit I'm, more. I'm, I'm trying. You know, it's like a it's like an armor stretcher. There's right. no such thing. Okay. I correlate that maybe the wolves are past leaders of the mountain. Okay. We've had other people think that. Okay. Think of a leader we just lost. Uh, Lady Brennan or? The Kinnon. Oh, Morgan. Morgan. Okay. Maybe this black wolf is supposed to represent that this is her transferred over to a wolf. That's why she's walking solo. You know, this, that. It's the only thing I could come up with. And trust me, that's way on out there. That's um, reaching. Maybe a bridge so far you don't even see their edge. I mean, that bridge might have one piece of wood on it. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't even have the strings or anything. I'm just saying, you know, it's the only thing that's recent. You know, I just don't know. But there is a reason. And I just don't I have mean, enough evidence. They're not even necessarily related to the uh, ferals or anything. So to say that they have the same privilege... Because she said, you know, you're not our Brendan. You know, we have this. So it's like they already respect a completely different thing. So for them to be a part of the I don't the know. Wolves, well, like Kenda said, we we were part of the traditions that came over. Y'all ran with your own versions of them. We're the ones that are traditionalists. 
You know what I mean? So, who knows? Yeah. But I, I, that was the only thing that came to my mind. I like, like I said, it. it's far. It's very far, far, far away. Like, I mean, it's like <laughs> Pluto's still a planet It's like never-ending story far away. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, I don't know. But anyway, it walks up, goes away. He's still playing like that. And they pull the gun up to the back of his head. And this leads to um, a firm conversation. Well, I mean, we got Gwen and uh, Big Foster. Right. She's woken up. You learned that she's still struggling pretty good. Well, and we also learned kind of in this sequence that Big Foster's still kind of reaching for that oak. You know, he made Man. it. He ah. sweet-talked his way, you know, right back at the beginning when he first got off the mountain. I don't want to be Brendan. I don't want that power. But it seems like he's going back for it. Well, I think it's just natural, natural for him, whatever you want to say. Um, so I didn't have so much of that. I think it's been, a, there's a huge influx of people who are now just huge big foster fans because he has turned into the knight in shining armor or the big fellow with the green you know, the white hair mm-hmm. and so on and all his care and compassion and all that kind of stuff. Um, so I can totally see that. I'm happy. Like I said, from the beginning, I don't like David Morris as a bad guy. I like him as a redemptive character. They have definitely made him redemptive. I think they've had some uh, rocky road getting him there. Yes. Um, but I think um, that... I think we need to keep an eye out for him. It's, like, uh, it's sold. You know what I mean? He's in the redemptive arc, but not everybody has drank the Kool-Aid yet. No, I, I'm over there with Craig. Like, I'm not sure that he's yeah. not still reaching for I'm the I'm going to keep an eye on you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, I'm keeping an eye on you. Um, but, I mean, we have the big thing where, uh, like you said, we find the sheriff halfway up the mountain. Hassel's already up. getting yelled at by Big Foster. and uh, <laughs> you know, Wynn's oddly okay with him not to have made to oddly okay with him to have made the decision to stay down there with Sally Ann. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it's just because I don't of, know if that's been communicated. I think they've been so busy with what they've been dealing with that, that she just Hassel hasn't, hasn't even been on the radar. Yeah. And so um, I really didn't have a lot of problem with that i was happy to have Hassel involved with a lot of this stuff because i don't think the sheriff completes his task without him true no yeah i don't think he's close to the mountain exactly and so that right there just shows you more how well the planning and the writing is for be able to get him back up to the mountain and get him incorporated for the future scenes um well that's true because like she said hey walk him halfway down and then come right back up so, I mean, she was acting like she didn't even know that he hasn't been up there. Exactly. You know, or he has made a decision. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I, I like that. Um, I also, I love the, you know, you're going to start talking John Law. You know, <laughs> you know it'll be the last thing. I, David Morris, I mean, the can the guy that- bring it any better? I mean, can the guy do it? I mean, it was just... It's fantastic. Like it really was. The lines that we had, the delivery of them, just yeah. I, I'm just really, really good. Really, really impressive. Um, you know, and even throughout the episode when we were talking to Eddie earlier, you know, he was talking about how there were scenes with Eddie who was, um, and they were you know hovering over the Kenna and what was remaining, and they're all you know weeping over their their lost leader Morgan. Snake and, can't bite without its head. I was like, ooh. Yes, yes. Coming at us with the shark I lines. swear. Yeah, I mean, that's a heavy. Um, you know, the one thing I noticed about that, which I thought was a little bit of misfire, and I know that was early in the episode and I kind of overstepped it, was is that if you watch that episode close, she takes, in my mind, that dagger in the belly. When, when Big Foster... Or- 
kicks yeah. her into the into the knife. It was I hunched over from a wound in the belly. Mm-hmm. You know, I watched it twice. You know, and I kind of complained a little bit about that. You know, the position of where the blade was, and she was a dead fish before she hit the ground. You know, no moaning, groaning, bleeding. But you know, I complain about. It. You look at the body that's wrapped in cloth. Mm-hmm. The wound is between the breasts. Yes, it was. It was much higher. Um, just, I mean, it's just one of those things. The wound on the body was more believable for being a dead fish, mm-hmm. taking a blade to the heart. But what actually looked like happened on the actual scene was she took a knife to the belly, yeah. maybe the upper belly at top. Best. I mean, a belly button at best. Yeah, height. I mean, I'll go high abdomen, yeah. you know, at the base of the rib cage, but not. I mean, that, that's stretching it. Yeah, but not right dead center of the breastplate. Uh, that's just me. Um, but that's also that location makes much more sense on her dying immediately because you're in correct. Place, right? Yeah. It's almost like the, uh, the prop mm-hmm. that you saw this episode was to correct the malfeasance of the last episode, which is highly possible. I mean, you're filming at different times and everything, but yes. So that, yeah, there that, that's a but, thing you need to carry over and pay attention to. Exactly. Um, stash is able to convince to, you know, Gwen says, don't kill him. And they go, they have this conversation and we have this dialogue where he's like, Hey, you're not going to see your son, you know, little, little foster, foster again, unless you listen to me, this is your chance. Did you find it odd that he didn't pull out the cell phone picture again? Um, no, I, I don't think it was necessary just because hassle was there. Yeah. You know? But I mean, to me, like the first thing I'm doing is I'm pulling out that photo <laughs> again. Yeah, really. Well, it worked with this one. Let's do it again. Yeah. Maybe they didn't want to do it on screen repetitively. You know, I, I'll give you that. You know, and you're like, hey, look what I got. Look what I got, you know. And so. But I mean, like, to me, like, that was the, how else am I going to have this photo? Yeah, that's right. Crowning jewel. I, I totally give you that. Um, and I I was listening the whole time for Big Foster to say my boy. Like, and. And like, he didn't. He they didn't fall into that trap. He did a really good job. He did a really good that. job. Um I do, you know, and then he pulls this map out real slow, John Law, real slow, you know. <laughs> I'm just like, <laughs> I'm like, where do you get this dialogue? That's the kind of stuff you hear in movies. Is this a whisper? You know, like, I mean, move a, slow. Calm I'm, down, Law, man. I swear. I mean, the only thing missing was a tumbleweed go by, <laughs> you know. Um, and so he pulls the map out, and he talks about, and he pulls it. Okay, here's one thing. Do we really think they, they know what a roadmap looks like and we're just going to do? I'm kind of curious about that. I mean, because a roadmap, that, that's a brief. It looks like a spaghetti of lines. People yeah. my age barely know what a roadmap is. Exactly. And not only that, we're, these are people who drive cars that are used to using roads. This is not something. So I'll be honest with you. It really didn't bother me. But the more I thought about hmm, a roadmap. Yeah. Um. I, I I don't know, you know. I mean, it's just one of those. I was things, on the fence. Yeah, like you initially like write it off, but the more you sit there and think about it, it's like, how are they going to know where they are on this map and get to this bend in the road? Because there's no mountain trails. Yeah, um, you know they're not going to know. Yeah, one thing he did say that I did like, he was like, "Well, you know, it's so many miles west of here." You know, and so I can believe the directionals. And, you but, know, I mean, distances. you're not going to go directly that number of miles west because you're on a mountain. Exactly. But I, I, you know, that at least gave it a hair more plausibility. But he was, Due west, you know. <laughs> he was the other biggest thing was, 
for me is we know it takes three hours to get down the mountain. You know, they went up there that day, took some time convincing and everything, got around with the troops. It's still daylight when they get down there to do it. Yeah. I know we harp on this a lot. Yeah. I, mean, that- I know it. You know, I'm 100% see that. The only thing I can figure is, is that they did a jump scene. Because when you see him talking to Hassel, it was at night mm-hmm. the day before. The next day, you see him going to the mountain. For all we know, they started early that morning. But still, I mean, for them at that point to get down at the mountain in the perfect time. Whew. I know. But, I know. you know, I'm, I'm not, I don't want to. It's still plausible, not highly likely, but still plausible. And so I'm going to leave it alone. Yeah. I, I kind of felt the same way. I get you that. Now, before Stash leaves, he's like, uh, yeah, so you can't hurt my him. brother in law. His name's Bristov. Like that, he was killed up here by a mountain, and he was killed by a big fellow, white hair, white hair. And I'm like, he's right yeah. in front of you. He's looking directly at you, you know? detective. And hey, Sherlock. Uh, and this is supposedly, you know, the father. Or da, da, da. And and Gwen kind of David Morris's face, mm-hmm. staring at her. I like, mean, he are you going to sell me out? If you know? looks could kill, yes, I'm telling you. <laughs> Our Brennan's dead. <laughs> I was like, where, it's like, you know, dun, 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 Terminator. You know, I was seeing that red eye and the glow going at her. You know, I was like, the only thing missing from this scene. Now, did you think she was going to give him up? I don't think so because like, I didn't it have wasn't, that. It would have hurt the transport takeover situation if she divulged that. Well, not only that, she's just come to rely on him so heavily. Absolutely. Like in these last two or three episodes, like I couldn't see a way that she was going to give him up. I agree. And so, of course, she said, well, he's dead and da-da-da-da. Of course, yeah. you know Stash is like, BS, then, he's right here. That's what I was going to say. If I had a piece, he'd be coming <laughs> down the mountain with me. You know, That's what I was about to say. Is The next question is, do we believe Stash thinks that Big Foster's dead? Not a chance. I think he now knows. It's like, that's the man I'm here for. Not a chance. So, um, And he gives him the map and everything. He lets him hold on to the map, which was the biggest mistake I've ever seen. I'm going to tell you something that's bothering me right now is that I didn't think about this. When they brought him up there and put him on his knees in front of Big Foster, did they ever call him Foster? I don't, mm, I don't know. Or did they say, look what we found out here? I think they just said that. I don't think they ever used his name. I don't know if they ever used his name because, gosh, I hope not because that would be a big indicator. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, I mean – but there's a lot of fosters up there, so true that, true that. So you know, but you could put yes. apple, apple oh, well, you size, can... shape, and you know, um, I wouldn't go with looks. You know, mm. <laughs> mm. <laughs> no. But okay. also, like, there's no other people that we've met with white hair up there, is there? Uh, not that I know of, and they aren't big either. Yeah, no. So because I mean, I know. Big Foster and Little Foster, they definitely stand out from the rest of the group. I, I don't know. Well, you know, I take that back. You know, one of the guys you see on the scene, you haven't seen him in a while, and I know him through social media is James Nancy. He is a big man, and he's got long, you know, whitish, grayish hair, okay. and so on. I don't know if you remember last scenes. I remember him in was um, there was like a wedding where you had to go through a gauntlet of guys. I was a big fan of that episode. You know, he was one of those guys, you know, in the scene mm-hmm. and some other drinking. So he, I remember him a lot in season one. I don't remember him a whole lot in season two. Um, so there's a possibility. We have seen somebody. Okay. You know, but still, give me a break. We don't know. 
All right. So now, now we, it leads to... We have kind of the split scene where we got the parade going on and correct. we got the jailbreak. It was correct. Now, Stash did say, you know, you know, people will be busy down there handling the parade while y'all are doing your thing. Okay? So, I'm going to say, let's talk about the the parade first. Okay. Okay? Um, you see Stash's sister and a group of girls get together. Well, and- before she even gets with the group of girls, she's struggling at her car. Like, she goes into oh, that yeah, coughing fit. Oh, yeah, the cough with yeah. the blood on it. And, of course, there was a little dialogue before this where she had it with old Gregory or whatever his name was about, you know, hey, well, that little thing that happened in the shower, that, that's really not me. We can't have well, – I didn't realize you didn't enjoy. He goes, oh, no, I didn't say that. And she goes, well, we'll talk about it again because we might have something to celebrate later. Yeah, I mean, I that like, dude was man's smooth got talking. Some moves. I mean, I was smooth like, talking his way through this. Debonair, you know. Uh, Bravo. Yeah, I mean, Pip knows what he wants, you know. <laughs> Um, so you got a few kids you want to know. <laughs> uh, there it is. Oh, man. And we've lost. Yep. Yes. Um, I mean, the line's growing. Yeah. Uh. All right. So we go to the parade. Now, I knew immediately they had all these clothes that were zipped all up. Mm-hmm. And I saw her turtleneck. And I was like, okay, that's something. There's a little clue there. Um, so I was already kind of like sniffing that a little bit. And so they get into the parade. And... The parade is very, you know, typical. You have, uh, you know, your marching band and, you know, your beauty queen and so on. Did not expect the witch to be in sitting, this parade, sitting shotgun yeah. with, the, with the beauty queen and all these other That's stuff. an odd place to put her. Yeah, it was. And then, but it was also befitting for what happens. Yes. Um, I like that they show people prepping stuff and doing things, and they really amp it up by saying this is the biggest thing for town. It was a very, big, it was a very well done parade scene. It was. It had a lot of good extras everywhere, lining the city up. You know, old Blacksburg. Um, you know who's it reminded me of? Who's that? Banshee. Like when they had like their uh, parade for the city and yes, stuff, small town and everything. Yes, good like call. It felt very much like that. Good call, man, guys. If y'all never watched Banshee, oh my god! I, if you're into like a little more hardcore violence, it's and, kind of like an Outsiders, but like violent cinema. Yeah, it's a little cheesier and a lot more nudity and it's sex on from random people. I mean, it's Skinamax, yeah. for Christ's sake. You know, I mean. I mean, every episode is going to have some kind of crazy cool violence, a lot of profanity, a random sex scene, which is good, and actually a very interesting storyline Yes, because you're dealing with so many kind of unique things going on. Uh, It's entertaining. I wouldn't say it's like amazing quality television, but I really enjoyed it. Um, Anyway, um, so they decided to lay out as dead bodies mm-hmm. and she gets out and explains that Cole kills. Yeah, Cole kills. Cole kills. Cole kills. I was just and, like, yeah. it's actually, it works for me. Yeah. And then homeboy takes a bucket of coal ash. I mean, I'm not, I'm like, I was thinking the witch was going to get doused. No beauty, beauty queen, queen takes it in the teeth. <laughs> I'm talking, she'll be eating coal for a week. Oh man. It was She's- awful. Oh God! It like, was it, her awful. mouth was wide I open. Felt and so bad for her and was laughing at the same oh time. Oh my God! Like the white, I was just like, "That's ruined." <laughs> there, there was nothing white left. No, it was awful. And then like the witch gets hit with like the after dust and everything. Yeah, you know, oh, it gets a little side shot. Lucky dog. <laughs> you know, I wanted to see her where she took the sunglasses off and looked like a raccoon. <laughs> you know, that's what I wanted to see. But, but no, I'm happy with how it went. Like. And it was you, good. 
and Gregory because he just came out of nowhere with the bucket. It was just like, yeah, it was something so simple, you know, nothing that damaged anybody or hurt, you know, other than getting a cold bath. Yeah, I mean, nothing um, that you can really press charges on. Or yeah, anything. really, you're just disturbing the peace. Yeah. And of course, the guy runs off and they're chasing him. And so, and I love that he puts on the gorilla scheme. Like I know it's not like the gr- actual gorilla dude, face, but I'm just yeah, saying, it's, like the it's the old school, super <laughs> thick. You know, like this is like what back in the day when they wore for heists. Yes, you know, this was the real deal. I thought that was cool. Uh, so the parade <laughs> thing, it was all everything from start to finish was really cool. I like how they set it all up. That was awesome. Uh, all right, so now it's the transport breakout situation. We already talked about the whole sedative thing, keep your picture, blah, blah, blah. And the doc was cool about not giving it to him. And Although the, the shot, like, let me just grab this random napkin and see yes, if it, it's going to hold. Just off the side of it. You know, I was like, I was all right with it. That's I, cool. I don't know how many CCs that needle holds, but. That napkin ain't holding nothing. No. Yeah, it was a waste. Um I like the subtle things like we talked about before. Ryan Hurst goes outside and kind of gets a good sniff of mm. air and then gets in the transport and that kind of stuff. Another example of those subtle body language movements that are make the scene really, really cool. But so let's get to the transport. So the first scene you get is a truck and some four-wheelers going through a fence. Well, I've, Yeah. And this pissed me off. This is the reason you get 8-8 eight, eight, mm-hmm. and you don't get an 8-9 or above. Okay. Um, this is one of those attention to detail things I was very disappointed in. Okay. Okay. I've seen this personally when somebody runs into a fence. I know this. This is why. That truck went through that fence with almost zero hesitation, and the fence was perfectly separated at two poles. Not going to happen. It would never happen that way. That fence would lay down mm-hmm. and take down several poles in both directions because that chain link does not just blow apart. No, like it folds, bends out. Exactly. And- Separate, you know, that it was almost like it was a clean break. It was almost like it was already cut. With it was. Light. It was. I went back and paused it. There wasn't even bends where the it fence actually, actually went. It just laid down. I was like, come on. Just because it took it a half a second for it to go through it and move on to the scene. Don't do that. Yeah. Don't. You know, uh, that that really. But, I mean. Think about this. Think about it. We just watched the movie Logan. What happened when the limousine went into the, the, the fence? Sadly, I still haven't. I don't want to talk about it. I tried to go last night. Oh, I forgot. You're that loser that hasn't watched it yet. Look, I tried to go last night. Oh, yes. I apologize, listener. The D-bag to my left hasn't even watched one of the best Marvel movies there is. Well, it's not really associated with Marvel. Like, okay. Let's be real. Well, but it's a Marvel comic book character. The movie, the website doesn't have the times up. I tried to call the movie Well, let theater. me just give you a little tidbit. All okay? right. There is a scene where his car drives into a fence, and guess what? He was going quite a bit fast, and the fence won. Yeah. Because the fence Chain is usually going to win. link fence. Beat a okay. limo. However, this truck on Outsiders, I mean, maybe we call it shoddy construction. Like, these guys had not had jobs in two years. They just threw a fence up and put a couple pieces of ties on them. Who knows? But the bottom line is, uh, it lacked in realism. I, I was disappointed that they went this route. Don't get me wrong. It's cool to see this truck go through the fence and these folders come to it. It just, when you've yeah. seen and know... Because I've actually seen a vehicle hit a fence before. The fence usually wins when it comes to that stuff. Unless you're just going 100 miles. I mean, it's just, there's so many variables there. I'm not going to beat it up. But anyway, 
So you notice there's a truck that went through there. Mm-hmm. Okay. So then remember the plan. The plan was we're going to keep, hit it at the hit bend it of the at road. The bend where they're slow. slows down. Instead, we get it where we attack after we go to the bend, which they prominently show. Like I mean, he's already passed it because he slows down, takes this turn, which isn't even really that. I wouldn't but, call it like a severe bend as it was yeah. described, but it did bother me. And it's already speeding back up, and then we have the four wheelers coming chasing after. I was like, um, we misfired on that. Yeah. I think like the editing was wrong, or maybe it was just the time that we were worried about. You know, they just couldn't get down there quick enough. Maybe so, like you said, and you noticed the trucks missing. Mm-hmm. You noticed it was all four wheelers. Yeah, the truck's gone. The truck's gone. I and thought we, that was kind of strange. I thought the truck might have been in the mix. I thought the the truck might have helped the situation. Slightly, you know. You, you never know. Um, truck could have come in handy, you know, tipping a bus. All right, so let's talk about this. All right, so there's two guys. Love the casting decision. Look like two average Joes that are true prison transport guards, mm-hmm. not both like buff, just muscular. Two, just two guys trying to hit retirement. You yeah, know? just like I'm trying to make it, you know. I, you know, that's the way I want. I'm doing my 25 and done. I've worked you know? with a lot of those people, and uh, they don't want to be on that bus. Right. So and I love got, that he's got the shotgun. Yes, I do. we got five or six four wheelers. We got you like know, five or six inmates on this bus. Like I wasn't really expecting that. I think that was cool. I think that you know, it, nice touch. It was uh, a good mix. But okay, like you said, we got the four wheelers. We got we got the four wheelers. We got hockey masks on. We got we got actual helmets. We got helmets. We got face coverings. Now, were you oh. confused on how we were going to take this bus down with just four wheelers? You know, uh, this whole transport scene was. I've was I've been looking forward to it for several weeks, you know, because they've showed it in the preview. Yes, and if you notice, the preview showed you a the transport defense. the bad the you know the transport taking being mm-hmm. taken down. Did we see anything that brought anything extra to it in this transport scene? No, not really. Other than Hassel getting knocked off a four wheeler, which was cool, and then getting picked up by Philip. Okay, Eddie Beverage. Um, done by them exactly yeah that's right when we did the interview a little tidbit there um other than that we get to see hassle beat on a piece of windshield a few times um i I hate to say i thought the transport scene was you know it was really really cool but it's also one of those things where you got the coup de gras in the preview yeah which is a lot of the reasons why i don't like watching previews and stuff but it was also just kind of I hate to say something went on too long. You realize, like, how many times, if you watch the scene, you see four go in front of it, go down the side, come back up the front of it, come back inside. Da, 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 da. You spent at least two-thirds of the whole transport takeover of four-wheelers running mm-hmm. around. And, and people just looking, going, what are we doing? Need backup. What are we doing? Need backup. And how would you have liked to have been the four-wheeler to get in front of a bus? Right. You couldn't now, have paid me enough to have been that guy. I, I'm trying to think, okay, what what is your rhyme or reason for these four-wheelers? Mm-hmm. Okay, you, sur- sur- you try to surround it, they pull over because they're scared. Not likely. That's option one. Option two, you surround it, get in front of it, and slow the bus down to where they have no choice because you're on a two-lane road. Not plausible. Uh, but they show, then they try, you can yeah. tell they try to do that, but the driver speeds up and tries to run one of them over. So then you go to option three, you see David Morris pull the gun out and one shot, crack shot, takes the tire out and the, the bus flips. The bus flips. And thankfully, no one's on that side of the bus. Exactly. Do you notice that they jump scene the bus flung, mm-hmm. turning over? 
I was really kind of surprised we didn't get the whole, you know, wheel blows, it turns sideways and gets a roll. You know what I'm saying? Instead, it was the tire blows and then you catch the jump scene of it on its side. Well, because we still had four wheelers on that side when we blew out the tire. So you had to cut jump scene just so. Get people a second. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, and that I guess that's that situation where you kind of hope you get to see something, you know. And yeah. I hate to say, you know, you go into a scene with high expectations and you get let down. But I'm also probably going to say budgeting. Like, I mean. It's possible. Safety issues, whatever. And so, it, it still goes back to the whole, you showed it in the preview. Yeah. And so, you're kind of hoping there's something else to it that makes it even that much more impressive. It alone was impressive. I like what they did because it was plausible, realistic. Do I feel like they kind of did the whole four-wheeler surrounding it thing a little too long? Maybe just a hair. Um, but I mean, also, like, you, they, I doubt they know the rules of this bus not being allowed to slow down. Correct. You yeah. know, it's like a Brinks truck. Once it's going, it's not stopping until it reaches its destination. Right. Well, the other part is what I did really like about it is, is it didn't show that like they had some amazing cunning plan, like it was Mission Impossible yeah. to get the cargo. You know, if I if I'd heard the you know, and somebody come off a cable that was homemade from a tree. And, Hassel jumps on top of the bus exactly. and punches through the windshield. I mean, and or, you know, Fast and Furious style. I was like, if they did all that kind of stuff, I would have been like, oh, hell no. You now, know? I was expecting some of the passengers to try to rip off the back door. I thought that was something that they could have added that would have really put the scene over the top. Yeah, no, that's another thing where you could, you know, if you had the truck, you know, you you go up there and hook a hook to it, and the truck is doing something to slow it down, or or just try to open it from the inside because there's there's no way legally that that back door is not allowed to open. Right. So, uh, you know, there's some other options here. Overall, I thought the transport takedown was good. Um, I do think there was a couple minor details that kind of maybe drug it out, or I hate that we didn't get to see the, the actual flip over, rollover. But I do like that you did get to see the guys jump in. They're able to keep the guns on them when they make moves. Uh, that organization is there. They get him out. They do all that stuff. I loved all that. That they made sure not to harm either one of the guards. Exactly. Well, as, kill one of the guards. As, re- as requested. The and I love that they let everybody I, else out. Right. The part I struggled with. Oh, no. Oh, the damn map. Yep. Just leaving it. How cliche. Because Stash doesn't deserve to go down for this. No, we well, know. it's not only that. Okay. Are we to assume that we literally pulled it out and threw it there as a way to finger Stash? Or are we saying it just happened to randomly fall out? It, we're going to have to say, unfortunately, that it randomly fell out, which is even worse. Which is even worse. But <laughs> I mean, really think about that. That right there was like, okay, we're going to leave a huge breadcrumb now? Yeah. Don't. Don't do that. That 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 right there, it just it brings that whole cool scene down. You know, and I, I know what its intention was, was to like try to lead to Stash and his whole situation. Having to do some illegal stuff. Right. To and like, like I said, just... even the preview, even the preview for next week shows that, you know, that's obvious what the goal is, is that, you know, how they know where that transport was and how they have a map and, you know, there was a broken mug in my office and all that stuff yeah. is going to play out. But don't do that. If you, you know how you make that scene right is if, um. Earlier, the map is given to one of his goons. Mm-hmm. Okay, and go get the four wheelers ready. Get them on this spot right here, and then you see them go down there and stuff like that. And then one of the four wheelers gets wrecked, 
and the guy, I guess, has to be pulled away. Hassles. <laughs> you know, or something like that. And in the wreckage, you can see, you know, the bag that had yeah. the map in it or something. It gets found that way. Don't just, just throw it, it on the damn road as you're driving away. Yeah, that, that was like one of the – just like we have a cool thought for an idea from an old Western, yeah. and let's just put it in there don't, somehow. Don't do that. That's like – it's like Johnny left his hat on the street as yeah. he's driving. I'm like, give me a break. But here's where it picks back up for me to get that 8.9 is as soon as Lil Foster's back on the mountain and everything, he starts grabbing all the leaves and the dirt. dirt and rubbing just, it on himself. And, you know, that's his freedom. Yes. That's his land. That's his nature. He's back to being himself. Oh, yeah. And not only that, during the same time, you see Stash really struggling with the decision he's yes. made. Well, you know, and like was anybody hurt? Right. Was there what inmates are missing? And da, da 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 da. And how cool was it that the guys like, give me a second, I just got yeah. here on site. Awesome. I'm still detail. trying to find information. Awesome details. And I love that Stash is being smart enough not to say is Lil Foster or anything. You know, he's yeah. saying who is missing, who have we found? Is yeah. It? I was like that dialogue is so well written yeah. and so accurate on how it should be. The guys, like, I just got there. I'm still checking into it, Sheriff. This is what I found. And da 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 da. You know, and you see the emotion, how heavy it is on him that what he's done, he's broken his own code and everything like that. Absolutely, in my mind, written dialogue and acted, acted out, portrayed. My favorite part of the episode, yeah. believe it or not, was him struggling with the grips of what he had done. And then as soon as like, he finds out Foster's free and everything, like how he sets down that walkie talkie and everything, like. The yeah. weight has been lifted. Yeah. yeah he's okay. done what he has, but he's now he's got to deal with the consequences or potential yep. consequences of what he's done. He gets out. He's walking around. Well, well done. done. Well done. And that's the kind of stuff that we want to make the show for is that those little details is that you can tell the writing room is taking the time to say, bullshit, make it real. Mm-hmm. Let's go out and sit in the squad car. What would it be like? It wouldn't be, I just got the immediate info I just asked for. Hell no. This is not NBC and their garbage TV. This is WGN. I'm bringing it. Peter, I'm bringing it. Yeah. And that right there is why I love this. And that kind of stuff right there, which you see out through the entire episode, is why it's so good. Um, that was awesome. Going back to what you were talking about, Little Foster, you know, sees Big Foster. And they do this hug. And I'm thinking, yeah, this is awesome, da-da-da. Complete rope-a-dope. You forget how much he hates his dad right now because he hasn't been on the mountain to see the redemptive side of everything. Right, because you forget the reason he's in this yellow old jumpsuit because he went down there to try to find dear old dad. To make sure that he was dead. Not just find him, but make sure yeah, he was dead. make sure he was a corpse. <laughs> but get your GD hands off of me. And I was like, what? My wife's like, what? <laughs> and like that, you know, you're supposed to be dead. You know, why aren't you dead? And I was just like, bold. Yeah. Bold. You know, um, it it was a it was a big deal to close out an episode that way. Because I completely forgotten about his hate and everything for his Yeah, because you know what? Pops. It reminds you that he was a D-bag. Yeah. And he was supposed to be killed. And all this redemptive stuff that you're ooing and gooing about Big Foster and how amazing he is now, which I'm wrong, I am right in that group. Uh, you forget that he is a complete asshole, and even his own son wanted him dead. Yes. Um, yeah, I mean, there's... There's a lot for me to still keep my eye out for Big Foster. Like, I'm not full in like you are right now. Like, I'm just I'm watching from afar, ready to say, I told you so. Yeah. So, I hope I don't have to, though. 
and then to cut away to next week on Outsiders, I was just like, ah! <laughs> uh, and then I don't know about you, but the preview has got me hyped. Haven't seen the preview, but uh, you know, I heard from a little birdie that the episodes are only going to ramp up from here. Uh, yeah, old Eddie gave us some juice about what's coming forward. Like the season's broken in two parts. This was episode one of the second part. Yes. Um, so if you hadn't, like I said before, make sure you check our interview with Eddie. Uh, good stuff. Um, I won't spoil it for you in the preview, but I can tell you this: it uh, it's looking good. It's it's coming off the cuff, man. It's 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 legit. You it's know? going up. Starting my tractor. Oh you know? god, and we're done. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I'm cash. Yeah, oh, yeah. I hear you. I hear you. Um, but guys, I want to give y'all props. You know, we put out some stuff on social media new this week, like rate your episode and put why. And something that we're really liking. It's looking like y'all are really liking it too, because yeah, y'all are giving us ratings, it. giving us reasons why, which we cannot yeah. thank you enough. For you know, taking um, loving the, time. the comments. Yes, I mean loving it. Don't get me wrong. Like I said, there's a huge influx to say ten best show ever. Da 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 da. But there have been some really good comments that kind of like, well, we have an eight because of this, or there was a five because of this, and they really kind of had some heartfelt descriptions and so on. And I think what I'm going to start doing is I'm going to start putting a few of those into the show mm-hmm. and kind of throwing a few fans out there that are you know comment on our stuff. Uh, maybe kind of incorporate them into the episode some. And we Absolutely. did that towards the beginning of the season with some of the talk groups. Um, and so I think we're going to try to kind of go back more towards that. Uh, we've been doing these interviews and pumping, so it's been kind of tough to get all that stuff together. But, but I mean, truly, we appreciate being able to talk to y'all, getting y'all thoughts on it, and being able to incorporate into the show. You know, Absolutely. this is why we do it. Absolutely. Um, guys, as always, we're trying to pimp ourselves, try to help ourselves out. You know, that's how we get our paycheck, which is nil. Uh, <laughs> but it does help our podcast to reach more listeners. If you got a minute to go to iTunes and just subscribe to our podcast, heck, it doesn't matter if you listen to it or not through that podcast app, but you subscribing means we're getting downloads. It helps us. But please um, do listen. Yeah, but of course, listen. Of course, if you listen to this, you do listen. So, um, Encourage others, you know, if you can follow, share, uh, contribute, be a part of, we're all about it. You know, that's the best paycheck for us is being involved with you guys and seeing, helping these actors promote their stuff and promote an amazing show, what it is. So, and you, we keep reminding ourselves the whole reason we're doing this show is because some fans said we needed to. We listened to the fans and we went, we went with it. And man, I can't say we how happy happier. we are. Yeah. We are. Um, it's been one of the better experiences we've ever had as being part of the Bleed TV podcast. And we thank y'all. So, really, really appreciate it. But guys, we're going to call tonight. Um, this is Zach from Bleed TV. And I'm Cash. And we'll call y'all next week. Mm-hmm.